Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Pat, I present to you a live look, a live look at the Republican conference, the Republican caucus. Pitch that off, what a block. And again, it's the same player on the deck. And uh, the referee's given the free. Yep, yep, that is the Republican caucus. Yes, that's right, folks. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. And of course, that means this is a WTF Wednesday right here on Critical Thinking. That was a uh, brilliant depiction of of the Republican Party right now. I I appreciated that very much, even though I'm not a soccer fan. Yes, because the Republican Party kicked Jim Jordan in the balls. Well, first they kicked Kevin McCarthy in the balls, right by by uh, kicking him yeah, out. Yes, yes. Then they kicked Jim Jordan in yes. the balls, and then Pat, we had Tom Emmer with the shortest run. <clears throat> As the nominee for Speaker of the House of all time. And we have now apparently this morning, as of uh, 7.26 Central Time, landed on Mike Johnson. Did they they kick Tom Emmer in the balls or did they castrate him? I can't. See, we're going to talk about this, right? Because I I had a long, long screed in our uh, discussions yesterday, right? Uh so, to set up the last 24 hours, or thereabouts, last 48 hours, if you will, right? We know yeah, that right. Jim Jordan stepped away. We know that they were going to convene as a caucus, right? The Republican caucus. They were going to vote in secret, and apparently, allegedly, that it took three votes to get to Tom Emmer, winning over Byron Donalds by a pretty narrow, narrow margin. It was more narrow than the vote between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. I can tell you that much according to the sources that I saw over on X yesterday. All right. So 
Question being this, Pat. What's the plan? I'm still waiting. How have you gone this long without figuring out the plan? How? This is... I know that this is outside looking in. This is not... I don't understand the internal machinations. But ladies, and I hesitate this to use this term, but I will. Gentlemen. Can you understand what you're doing to yourselves? Because it seems like they can't. I, I just, how, you had an entire, you've had two weeks, almost three weeks now to figure this out, right? Yes. They had not just three weeks to figure it out. They had the entire weekend to Get their crap together. Now, Pat, can you do me a quick favor? Can you Google um, House GOP Majority Whip? Because I I would love to know who this person is. Uh, It is actually Tom Emmer. So you mean he... he... (laughs) So the, the whip couldn't whip their own members to vote for himself. No, he couldn't. So I'm trying to explain what was going on to my wife, right? As she got home from work yesterday. Yes. A rare office day for the wife, but um, she gets home and I'm like, Hey, this is going on. Only we find out like an hour later, more stuff is happening. Right. We find out that Tom Emmer, after days of negotiations, talks, understanding, not understanding, we thought we were all on the same page, a group of 26, not 22, not 20, but 26 Republicans come out and say, yeah, no, we're not doing that, brah. It, it was kind of an fu moment, really. Yeah, it really was because Matt Gates wasn't even in on that list. By the way, uh-huh. now you had your Thomas Masseys, who, by the way, supported Jim Jordan from the get go, right? Um, yes, w- had indicated that he was willing to come to the table, but he couldn't support Tom Emmer. Interesting. Okay, you also had Chip Roy in the mix and and Andy Biggs and da 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 da. So you had your MAGA forever, your Freedom Caucus types, right? You also had your Thomas Massey's, while yes, a member of the Freedom Caucus, but also somebody who is much more independent thinking from that perspective. Same with Chip Roy, all in the same basket saying, yeah, nah, brah. Hear me out on this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, my question is, how do you go from Jim Jordan to not Jim Jordan, to Tom Emmer, mm-hmm. and now to, what, Mike Johnson? To not you... Tom Emmer. Oh, yeah, to not Tom Emmer, to Mike Johnson. Well, how, I'm glad you, you asked that question. Yeah. I am very much glad you asked that question. 
Um, <clears throat> I, I don't have this up in front of me. Maybe maybe you can uh, quickly send it my direction. Um, the Truth Social post from Donald Trump yesterday. But Tom Emmer was the nominee for f- four hours, right? The, this is the insanity that is going on. Got a question Got a question for you, Pat. Did anybody check with um, the leader of America First slash MAGA, right? Namely Donald Trump. Any bother, anybody bother to figure out if he would throw some support behind Tom Emmer or not? <clears throat> also, does it matter? Because, wait a second, he threw all of his weight and support behind... Jim Jordan, right? Yes, he did. So what the hell's going on? That's what I want to know. I, I, I want to know what in the absolute crap is going on. Because it, he threw all of the support behind Jim Jordan, still couldn't get enough votes. In fact, he couldn't whip enough people, unlike what he did to his own base, to whip them into voting for, right? You see Marjorie Taylor Greene basically passing the phone and and Donald Trump literally berating people to vote, right? I just... So here it is. This is Donald Trump coming out against Tom Emmer. I have many wonderful friends wanting to be Speaker of the House, and some are truly great warriors. Rhino Tom Emmer, who I do not know well, is not one of them. He never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA, make America great again. He fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Ilan Omar than he did me. He is totally out of touch with Republican voters. I believe he has now learned his lesson because he's saying that he is pro-Trump all the way, but who can ever be sure? Has he only changed because that's what it takes to win? The Republican Party cannot take that chance because that is not where the America First voters are. Voting for a globalist rhino like Tom Emmer would be a tragic mistake. Um, here's here's a good one for you. Um uh-huh. In uh, the Monday campaign stop in New Hampshire, Trump was asked if he would endorse Emmer. The former president said that he'd always gotten along with Emmer, but said that he was trying to allow House Republicans to choose their own leader. Mere hours later. Knife in the back, psycho edition. (laughs) How is it? So, what I have come to the conclusion is this. What is actually really going on here is we already know that this is a weak majority, right? Yes. And unlike the Democrats who just are in lockstep, they have pushed themselves to the left as far as humanly possible without going full-on socialist, meaning take over the government, blah, 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 right? They're in lockstep. Like, everybody has moved to that direction. The Republicans actually have a big tent, right? When you take a look at it. You've got your MAGA firsts, 
You've got your Thomas Massey, Chip Royce, which are a little more libertarian-leaning, right? So you've got a, a libertarian-leaning group. You've got an America First-leaning group. You've got your middle-of-the-road corporatist um, 1990s Republican side, right? You've got all of it. This is the point. There's no plan. There's no vision. There's no unanimity of purpose. There's a difference between disagreement on how you get there than where you're even going. And so what we're really seeing here is that because of this weak majority that they have, right, they don't have a 40-seat majority or a 25-seat majority in which they can afford that internal power struggle to allow them to vote their conscience, if you will, right? Right. That's really what is going on here. And so what happens is you've got an absolute internal power struggle over who actually will control the caucus going forward. One side is not wanting to give up its, we've had this power for 40 years almost, right, side of things. Right. Right. The other side is saying, yeah, well, guess what? We might be in the quote-unquote minority, but we're going to drag you kicking and screaming to our side. And the people that are sitting in the middle haven't picked a side. That's the reality here. Because you can't be the, so we know that the vast majority of them were willing to go Jim Jordan, right? And the vast majority were willing to go Tom Emmer. They are two dramatically different individuals with dramatically different purposes, dramatically different outlooks, right? This is the problem. The the middle, the the group of about... 200 can't figure out where they want to go. It's an absolute power struggle, but the people who actually hold the power are the group in the middle. They can't get to 200. If they could get over the 200 mark, right, you start rolling the ball down the hill. Because it's two, they have a 217 to 212 majority which means they can afford only four people to defect on that vote. And this is all about, for me, the chaos and insanity of having no plan, period, point blank. And we're, that's why all of this continues to happen. It's why you could get into a conference, right? You can get into a room. You can whip or browbeat or do whatever, right? And come away with a majority-led win, and the time to have the fight, right, really is in that conference vote, right, that secret vote. Okay, let's hold that vote. You don't have to tell me who you're voting for. But can we all agree that after we get done with this internal fight and one side wins or the other does, right, can we all agree that it's time for us to move forward and advance proper legislation, advance an agenda, except for nobody knows what the agenda actually is going to be or is or should be, right? So <clears throat> there's your power struggle playing itself out because there are two competing interests, two competing worldviews, if you will, one corporatist, one populist. Which one wins? And they can't figure it out. They cannot get on the same agenda. 
And until they get on the same agenda, they won't even be able to vote on a new speaker. That's right. Four hours into it, right? Donald Trump comes out and knifes the guy. (laughs) What? Just, I don't. So my question to this is, we've got the rhino fringe, right? That will never go the other direction, right? They, They couldn't possibly stomach America first leading the agenda. And they're unwilling to secede their power, to cede their power, excuse me. <clears throat> On the other hand, the MAGA forever, America first crowd holds a lot of power too because they were able to extract a crap ton of it out of Kevin McCarthy. Would you give up that kind of leverage and power when you are in a minority position, yet you still hold it? This is an absolute cluster you-know-what. And we're getting into some dangerous territory because appropriation bills and things that are actually important to the functioning of basic government, okay? And you can make this libertarian argument all you want about, ha, 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 uh, all government shutdown is great. Well, actually, it's not because it puts people that are in... military installations across the globe in harm's way. We should be paying our military. We should be able to pay our bills. Well, you can make the argument that they could pass the legislation to do this. They can't pass the legislation if they don't have a Speaker of the House, you morons. We are about two and a half weeks away from that. Do you see this ending anytime soon? No, I mean, but here's and here's the thing. I, I totally see what you're saying, and this is this is a concern that I've had. <coughs> However, on the other hand, I kind of hope the gridlock continues. There's um, part of the gridlock that matters. I understand that, but like we, there are basic functions of government that need to happen here. That, that, you're right, and you're that right. will affect your base, by the way, in a very significant way. You you're playing chicken when you need to play chess. Okay. You also need the third line of succession. I mean, not that that's necessarily important at the moment, but like you have to have the appropriate functions of government in place in which it was intended. Um, And part of that is to legislate. Part of that is to pass legislation, as you mentioned. Part of that is to be part of the line of succession. I mean, this this is more messed up and more ways than one that this has taken this long. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we've, we've been saying this for the last few days when we, when we've talked about this subject is that the, the GOP is a laughing stock right now. Everyone's laughing at you. Um, and, and no one's going to take you seriously in 2024, unless you can get something together that really shows people that you have a plan. They don't have a plan. I mean, if you had a plan, you don't go from Jim Jordan to Tom Emmer to Mike Johnson. You don't do mm-hmm. that. Um, if you had a plan, this would have been done two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have a plan. That was my problem. I, I, it's not that I had a problem with removing McCarthy as speaker. My problem was, okay, you're going to remove McCarthy as speaker. Then then what? Then what? You, 
this is this is my issue with Matt Gates. You you went in there, you blew sh- shit up, but you didn't have a plan to solve the problem. This is when I work because I work in corporate the corporate world, right? Uh-huh. Anytime that there's a problem, my bosses don't expect me don't expect me to come with them with the problem. They expect me to come to them with the problem and a solution or multiple solutions if necessary to solve that problem. They didn't yeah, do exactly. That. Exactly. And and that's part and parcel of where I was, right, in my old corporate job, my startup tech job, right? I went from customer service to operations analyst. I w- my literal job was to analyze our operational data, right? And analyze all of the machinations of our operational side of the business and literally find the problem and create a potential solution to said issue or people bring an issue. I analyze whether that's an actual issue or not. And that eventually turned into, holy bleep, we're spending what on on credit card chargebacks because, oh, wait, fraudulent charges, this, that, and everything else, right? I found the problem, rooted the problem, got all the data together, created the solution, and created an entire department on my own because of that. Do you see any of that in this group? No. Now, Mike Johnson has said that he has seven priorities, right? That he wants to restore trust. He wants to advance a comprehensive policy agenda. He wants to promote individual members. He wants to engage members. He wants to effectively message. That's all great, grand, and wonderful, but what the hell are you actually messaging around? He wants to build and utilize external coalitions. Okay, that's great. And then develop and grow the GOP majority. And he says that the complex role of speaker at this time requires a team player and a bridge builder with endless energy and a unique mix of skills and experiences. He says that his extensive background in law, policy, strategic analysis, messaging, managing, networking, and building coalitions happens to have served as uncommon preparation for the extraordinary demands of this day. Now, he's actually not wrong. If you take a look at his resume, it makes sense. This is a guy who, by the way, was on the side of voting to overturn the 2020 election results. Okay, this isn't your like squish rhino all the time, but he has also managed to position himself and put himself right in the mix of of the machinations of leadership within the GOP. So it sounds like this is somebody they finally figured out that they can get behind. Okay, great, grand, wonderful. But but half the stuff that you just said, I, I, I still have questions. What does half of that even mean? half of that sounds like talking points and platitudes that are vague enough that like that could go multiple directions and we have no idea where that's going to go. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you, right? What, what the hell is the policy agenda? What are the things that you want to accomplish as the speaker of the house when you grab that gavel, right? It's not exactly what I would call specific. And I get it. You don't want to be too specific, right? No, but but you but also we, need to create a vision and a hear me out a plan, and that involves policies and priority agenda items. Like I don't hear any talk of we are going to tackle the problem of migration, if you will, 
at both of our borders because we have seen a 300 times increase at our northern border of illegal immigration. They went from maybe 300 to about 10,000. What? Right? So, But he does have the experience. He's served on the Judiciary Committee. He has served on the House Armed Services. He's been a, um, a chairman of the Republican Study Conference, which is what? If we know anything, or the Republican Study Committee, excuse me, which is all about studying what? Policy, right? And, and figuring out where they're going to actually, like, put the pieces of the puzzle together. So that's all great. He cited, you know, attacks on Israel, the emboldened foreign adversaries, the high national debt, the southern border being overrun, and all of these things. But he says that he has a clear vision and a plan for how to lead us through these unprecedented challenges. What is that plan? If you have a clue, I, I got nothing. Do you? No. No, I, I, this is, this is, this is, I mean, it, look, it's nothing against Mike Johnson necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the whole party in general. Um, look, if Mike Johnson comes in and, and, and can do what he says he, he can do, and it actually does what the GOP is supposed to be standing for to begin with, then great. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know that I fully trust that right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, it has really nothing to do with Mike Johnson in of himself. It's the fact that we don't have a plan. And, and, and the last two weeks have been pretty indicative of that. And do the, do the, does the average GOP voter have faith in, in this current GOP moving forward? I, I don't. So what are you going to do? That's going to restore that faith. And I, I have major concerns about that going forward. I mean, just the, the vagueness of this guy, and and where he's at currently, gives me a lot of pause. Again, how do you go from Jim Jordan to Tom Emmer to Mike Johnson? Now I will I, say I, this. I hope I hope he does well. Now I will say this, Pat. <clears throat> if you've been paying attention on X this morning at all, or looking at it. Um, the, uh, apparently if you pay attention to the left, we have a brand new great threat to democracy. The, the greatest threat is his name, Mike Johnson. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, that's a good sign yesterday, Pat, who was Mike Johnson to you? Well, I mean, he's what a representative from Louisiana. That was, that was literally it. Uh, okay, be- before last week, who was a Mike Johnson? He existed. I don't know that I knew he existed. Uh, Mike Johnson was probably a father of a friend of mine, right? <laughs> With the last name Johnson. That's probably the closest I could get to it. Two of the most common names, Mike and Johnson. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think everybody probably knows a Mike Johnson somewhere. Uh-huh. <sighs> now. The ironic part of all of this is it took this mess to come up with both sides of the aisle of the team GOP, right? Are touting their love for Mike Johnson. So all of this to get to the point of, Hey, hi over here. I'm the guy that actually can get both sides to agree that we like him. <laughs> it, now he also hasn't been in the house for M's. He, he was first elected in 2016, so 2016, 18, 20, 22. So th- four elections. So that's not terribly long. He's also only 51, so that like we're actually starting to age things back down a little bit here. Um, but holy Moses, Mary and Joseph, I just... The greatest threat to American democracy now is Mike Johnson. I mean, come on. Like, you actually want us to buy that? Now, if it, if there was any way for a, a coalescing message to come across to the House GOP, it's the left saying that he's the You know what? I'm voting for him. Just to stick it right up your rear end. Just out of curiosity, though, would it have mattered if it was Mike Johnson or Tom Emmer or Jim Jordan or Kevin McCarthy? Yes. Would it would it really matter who it was? Would they say that they're still a threat to democracy either way? They never said that about Kevin McCarthy. And I don't think they would have said it about Tom Emmer. You have to remember that Mike Johnson was on the record saying that he would vote to overturn the 2020 election. Therefore, he is a national disgrace and a massive massive threat to our core democracy oh you mean the republic use the right language the left now all of that notwithstanding this is also a wtf wednesday after the wtf of of the mess that was the uh last three and a half weeks or so in the republican party um it's time to play a little bit of the b or not the b if you want to there mr padoni Oh, I do want to. All right. I'll leave the headline on me at least once. All righty then. Today's headline. Republicans place House Speaker job on ZipRecruiter. Republicans <laughs> place House Speaker job on ZipRecruiter. Come on. Um, is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, uh, we all need you know, some great coffee in our life. And, and there are days, and I have days that are coming, very soon to where I'm going to wish that my church um, didn't have issues with coffee. Um, or caffeine in I'm general. Entering, 
well, I mean, every almost everybody I know in, in the church drinks caffeine somewhere. Um, so my wife and I both do. I mean, I'm I'm a Dr Pepper guy. She's a Diet Coke person. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, the the point being is that um, everyone deserves that great coffee in their life. Everyone deserves that morning pick me up. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Find a flavor that you know you like. Find a flavor that you want to try. That That's my recommendation. And if you're not a coffee drinker, they've got tea and they've got hot chocolate options too. Now that we're getting into cooler weather, I am getting um, I'm so ready for hot chocolate. So You ready. had cooler weather? We, we were almost 80 degrees yesterday here in Chicago. I think we hit um, 80 as a high yesterday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it got down into like the low 40s, upper 30s last night. So, and it was Close a little chilly this morning when I woke up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been nice during the day, but like in the, at night it starts getting kind of cold. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to some hot chocolate weather here it's very soon. Um, all you guys need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout and you'll get 10% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your purchase today. All right. Uh, Republicans place House Speaker job on ZipRecruiter. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. Um, So I saw this on my feed from X yesterday, so I already know that this is the Babylon B in a great freaking headline. (laughs) I, I had to show it to my wife. Actually, that's a, that's how great I thought this one was. Oh, it's 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 pretty freaking fantastic. Yep. Yeah, this was great. Um, like I said, the Babylon Bee has been full of great ones lately. So uh, continue to check it out. Um, now, real quick, before we get into the bulk of WTF Wednesday, I wanted to also discuss something um, a little off topic that I didn't bring up to you yesterday. But ha- did you check out the? Uh, the news in conservative media yesterday. Did you see the big news in conservative media yesterday? Um, I mean, I was on X yesterday. It was mostly full of Israel Hamas speaker stuff okay. yesterday well, that I saw. If, but... if, if you missed this, uh, did uh, you see the announcements from the blaze? Uh, does this have to do with the AI? Is that what you're talking about? No, God, no, 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 no. We're going to save that for, for tomorrow. Okay. Um, and some other topics for tomorrow as well. But um, the biggest news coming out of the blaze yesterday is that um, they are once again changing the landscape. And th- for the longest time, right, Pat, like you and I and everybody else, when we create a website, when we want to do uh, – anything on the web, right? What is the second thing we do after creating the physical website? We signed it up for Google AdSense, right? Yes. Yeah. And why would you do that? Because it's the lifeblood of making any sort of money, period, point blank, right? Right. Well, they announced yesterday because of the censorship, because of the um, advertising dollars that don't come in and this, that, and everything in between, right? They've pulled the plug on all advertising. There's no advertising anymore on the Blaze. They've redesigned the website. Also, the website is now broken into three different parts. There's Blaze News. So if you go to theblaze.com, right, 
you see a menu on the right-hand side. Oh, this is fantastic. Go click on the menu button. Right under the search, you will see Fearless Align and Return. They are doubling down on Jason Whitlock with Fearless. Okay? So he's kind of heading that kind of sports, pop culture, uh, intermingling type of stuff, right? Align, Uh all about lifestyle from a worldview perspective. And then Return, all about tech news. That is where I got that... uh, article that you are referencing okay okay but none of this none of this has anything they're also doubling down on blaze news in which they are hopefully or their hope is much more investigative journalism so what they're betting on is that those who want to consume quality information and quality this or that are going to pay for it instead of advertising and being beholden to big tech. Now, I would also argue why not, if you are the blaze, create that advertising wing for yourself? Oh, I I would imagine that's in the pipeline. I got to think long-term that that's where this is going to end up going at some point in time. That's what I would do. Let's serve that worldview. Or, Pat, we could do that as a business to make money. Anyway, Um, This is absolutely awesome news as far as I'm concerned because this is also on the heels of the Daily Wire doing what they did with Bent Key and uh, really kind of producing entertainment that does have a worldview perspective but is not going to shove politics down your throat, right? It has a point politically, but the point is that we can make great entertainment too. You don't need to be served by your quote-unquote overlords at Disney anymore. Um, So that's great news. But we're seeing the blaze saying F you to Google to, you know, Facebook and or meta and and all of that. So that's big, 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 big news. As, as a guy that, that works in digital marketing, this is freaking fantastic. Like I, I, I actually really like just looking at this. I mean, I, I would be curious to look at it from a mobile standpoint, but I, I, I love what they did here. Yeah. Yep. This is absolutely awesome. It is absolutely fantastic. All right. With that being said, though, uh, so go check it out. I would highly recommend supporting um, the mission and the mission being the parallel economy, right? This is really that. So spend your money with what? Businesses that won't insult you. They're not insulting you. I'm a subscriber. You're a subscriber. I'm a subscriber because of that mission. It's just that simple. I've been a subscriber since almost the beginning. Yeah. So, and I'm not giving that up anytime soon. All right. With that, though, um, there's a lot of crazy going on in the world. So it's time for WTF Wednesday. Oh, sorry. I, I was lost like in the, the trance of show. WTF Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, I, I got to start here, Pat, because um, I, I for the longest time, for the longest time, anyway, I've been saying that the Biden campaign needs to take over for the Biden White House because they're doing him no favors. Um, I'm going to present to you two two videos here. 
And uh, for those that are listening via podcast, uh, you can go to X. You can find it at The Coppin Show or at The Pat Oni Show. Um, we are now broadcasting this show on X every single day. So you can find the show as needed there. So at your leisure. Um, and then we also have rumble.com backslash critical thinking. We also post this video every single day on our critical thinking locals community, criticalthinking.locals.com. So you can go to the rumble. You can join that community. You can find the videos all the time. You can also find them in your inbox vis-a-vis uh, -vis that community so that you never miss an episode. Lots of different ways to consume this show, but I highly recommend watching this because um, just WTF. Good afternoon, folks. I'm not introducing me, Mark is. I forgot, Mark. I went, I went straight to the podium. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. Good afternoon. So if you're, if you're not watching, what you missed is not just the Biden walking up to the podium and attempting to introduce himself, looking into the teleprompter and going, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to speak. And then he gets off to the side and gives that classic winky, hey, how you doing, to somebody. Uh, uh, but, Pat, I, I'm not done with um, my um, WTF um, point here because uh, there's more from Biden at the podium. Um. So in this one, Biden walks off the stage where two members of the military are standing, right? Um, just walks right past him. You are the commander-in-chief of the United States military. Aren't you supposed to salute? Yeah. And, and, and the guy just looks confused and like was like, huh? Just like, literally, like, like the just, the. What you doing, brah? I just. I, who is putting them in these situations again? The greatest strategy to to the Joe Biden campaign in twenty twenty was what hiding Biden. Yeah, um, I, <clears throat> I I'm waiting for the day <clears throat> where he comes up to the podium and just says, "Hi, my name is Joe Biden." Um, I need to be in a nursing home. Um, please clap. Something along those lines. I'm I'm waiting for for that to happen. Just I get it, right? He's got some ceremonial or ceremonial functions as the president of the United States, but uh, you can't do that to him. If you're going to do that, what you should be doing is putting an aide right next to him, right? On uh, in which as he's leaving. He, they can whisper into his ear or put a earpiece in him, right, to give him that instruction. Hey, salute. You got to do something, right? FDR him, right? Like you got to, you are accentuating the problem. <laughs> also, we are so dumb for real, for real so dumb. Speaking of which, um, if you're in the state of Oregon, Oh, my word. Because we get this news, right? 
The state of Oregon says students going forward do not need to prove understanding of reading, writing, or math in order to graduate. Um, Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Those are those are all basic functions that you learn in school. So I guess then what's the purpose of school in Oregon if 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 you don't need those things to graduate? Shut up, you white supremacist colonizer. What does that have to do with white supremacy or colonization? Reading, writing, and math are all, all just vestiges of white supremacy and slavery how, how? colonization how i mean that's that's education knowledge etc how does that have anything to do with race you white colonizer you uh, you're not answering my question how, how does it, what is how does what does that have to do with me being white and me supposedly See, in being order a to take on the white colonization of society we must dismantle the infrastructure of white colonization Okay. For, okay. So, for example, if if, if that's your goal, uh, what educational background do you have to make that happen? We haven't thought that through. Us in the allyship of decolonization. So, so basically, when and we're speaking is- English. Also, we we put the law in writing. It, that requires you to read it so that you know that you don't need to be able to read at a comprehensive level. So you 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 put a law. Uh-uh. That law requires writing and language. Um, and well, you, you see, you somebody in- else can do that, right? Yeah. So I don't have to. I can just dictate okay. But who, it to who is going to do that exactly? If if you don't go to school and oh, learn wait, how wait, wait, to wait, but if you write. can't read, if you can't write, how do you know how to speak? Okay, another another great point. Why didn't uh, they uh, so put how... speech in there? Great Isn't question. That a vestige of white supremacy, right? How dare you speak like a whitey? So so how do you how do you go how how do you accomplish those those basic things that you're trying to accomplish without some basis of education to do so? Well, see, Pat, um, the good news is that uh, there's more to this story. Oh boy, okay. Continue. See, this has actually been in place since 2020 in the state of Oregon, but also this note from the Google machine: <clears throat> Oregon high school students won't have to prove basic mastery of reading, writing, or math to graduate from high school until at least 2029. The State Board of Education decided unanimously on Thursday extending the pause on the controversial graduation requirement that began in 2020. So basically for an entire decade, you you just do not have to know how to read, write, or do basic math. We're not talking about you learning advanced calculus and string theory or whatever, right? Uh-huh. So a uh, decade, that that's a... a- fair amount of time right what does that do it's like almost like uh in almost like the majority of a generation yeah what what does that do exactly for that generation is there any wonder why eastern oregon wants out no i but here's the thing i also kind of understand why it's an issue for idaho so right but if they suck them into idaho and idaho gains that ground then they're subject to the laws of education in Idaho, right? Right. So, problem fixed. Yeah. <clears throat> Just um, 
We are such an unserious people. This is nuts on... I don't know how you actually function in society, period, point blank, in today's world without the ability to read, write, or do basic math. Because in order to work an Excel spreadsheet, in order to do anything, right? You Actually, let's just go there. You need to know how to read. You need to yeah. know how to push buttons, a.k.a. write. And then you also need to know how to sometimes put formulas together which would be math basic math yeah how do uh, you get a job um the, these are called this isn't even just education this is about learning skills yep that, Reading, that, writing the, basic the, math are basic skill functions of society you are yes. dooming parts of this society to the underbelly of society forever. Now, I, this has been coming a long time in the world of academia because it's all about intersectionality, right, and decolonization these days. Yes. So mm -hmm. I understand all of that, but this is the height of the insanity. All right, but I'm not done because there's even more. Speaking of whiteness, Pat. Oh, boy. Seeing as melanin-deficient Europeans created whiteness in order to enslave Africans and commit wholesale genocide, yeah, whiteness needs to end. Question for you, Pat. Does, d were Africans enslaving other Africans prior to the quote-unquote creation of whiteness? Y yes. Weird. How about Indians? Y yes. How about Asians? Yes. How about Arabs? Yes. Um, How about um, Europeans? Uh, yes. D does, does Rainbow Hair here know that he's white? <laughs> Apparently not. Because remember... You can identify as anything you want today, except for if you're not of the left, and then you cannot because you're just a white colonizer. Word of the week or words of the uh, week. I, I, I think I think this guy's name is probably Chief Rainbow Hair. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Pat, uh, just, just to end on a great socialist note, can, can you read what is on the screen for our, our non-viewers? Yeah. Yes, uh, from uh, John Solomon over at Just the News. Um, mm. The Bernie Sanders campaign, even though it just says the Sanders campaign, but I, I know this story. But the Bernie Sanders campaign has given $275,000 to nonprofit founded by wife, stepson, so far this year. Um... Um, and Andrew Coppins, um, yep. isn't that illegal? I don't know that it's illegal. It's certainly unethical. It's a violation of ethics, probably. It also, this is the guy who rails against millionaires and billionaires, yet has been making 
multi-millions of dollars, owns at least three properties. Look, I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to do that, but uh, two of those three properties are valued over a million dollars themselves, yeah. uh, which would uh-huh. make him what? A multi-millionaire. Yeah. See, this has always been my, my main issue with socialists, is that it's really not about the class struggle. It's we want to keep our wealth and keep you down. If you notice anything about that in history, that's always the case. Look at uh, look at the the USSR. Look at um, socialists all around the world. Right? They all tend to be super wealthy for themselves, while the poor's are poor. Right? And they stay poor for ebbs. Um, Viva la proletariat. This was as of 2018, but supposedly Bernie Sanders' net worth was uh, 513513 dollars. Um, that was as of 2018. I would be curious to see what his net worth is today. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, considering he collected, I think, 170000 in book royalties last year alone. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about this. Um, his net worth as of 2015, according to MoneyWise, was already $750,000. Um, yeah. Well, it's estimated to a... be about three to $4 million right now. I was going to say, yeah, the Daily Mail has something that says that claims he's more closer to eight million. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, so somewhere between three to eight million dollars. So, Pat, do you is your net worth that? No, 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 yeah, no, no. Weird, very weird. Yeah. How yeah. a socialist who's never held a real job his entire life managed to enrich himself while keeping everybody else poor. Interesting. It's yeah, almost as if yeah. this is the tale as old as socialist time. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's program. Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And all hail chief rainbow hair. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. For the love of God, GOP, get a freaking plan. As always, Matthew 547.